Welcome back to Sister Ellie Cat's Tea, where we talk all things church related. And on today, we're going to talk about the end times. We're going to talk about Matthew, the 24th chapter, when Jesus began to tell his disciples of the signs that you will see that will let you know that we are living in the end times. We're going to start at the first verse and we're going to go to the 14th verse on today. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Jesus departed the temple and he never returned. In chapter 23, Jesus left the temple desolate. And when I mean desolate, that means it will be destroyed. And be it known, three days later, Jesus died upon the cross and the veil of the temple was ripped, signifying the desolation of the temple. But most importantly, Jesus did not depart until they rejected him. Then he rejected them. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Here in this scripture, Jesus began to predict the utter destruction of the temple. And he does it with certainty meaning that it will be destroyed. You can, it's a guarantee that the temple will be destroyed. Now verse three, and as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of that coming and of the end of the world? Now, after the prediction by Jesus, the disciples had three questions for him. When will the temple be destroyed? In which Jesus did not answer that question here in Matthew, but the question was answered in Luke 21 and 20. When Jesus began to tell the disciples, when you see the temple come past with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is not. The second question, what will be the signs of your coming? And the third question, what are the signs of the end of the world? Now, Jesus went right into answering, but he began to answer his way. And Jesus answered in verse four and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. Jesus began to tell the disciples, don't be deceived in the last days because there will be many false prophets that come out into the world. In verse 5, he began to say, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. He wanted the disciples to know in the last days there will be those that come out and begin to say that I am the Christ. I am the returning Christ. But what did he say? He said, Do not follow them. Do not follow after them because they are false Christ. That's to let you know that in the last days that many will be coming saying, I am the Christ. You'll see 
One here, I am the Christ. One there, I am the Christ. But Jesus began to let us know, don't follow after these people because they are false Christ. Verse 6, he began to say, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Praise God. Here Jesus is telling us that you will hear of wars. Does that not sound familiar to you? But do not be terrified. These things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And, and just to give you some examples, I have two examples for you for wars and rumors of wars. Rooters. Well-known news publication on February the 2nd of 2022, Reuters wrote that the U.S. and Russia uh, are accusing each other of the Ukraine crisis. That's the U.S., United States of America and Russia are accusing each other of what's going on in the Ukraine. The relationship with the U.S. and Russia has not been this low since the Cold War, which was in 1947. The U.S. and Russia basically are at each other's throats. And this relationship has not been this bad since 1947, which was the Cold War wars and rumors of wars the ukraine and russia has been at war with each other since 2014. this is called the russo-ukrainian war the ukraine and russia listen at my words the ukraine and russia has been at war with each other since 2014 Jesus said you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars let me talk about the rumors we've already talked about we've already talked about the wars let me talk about the rumors my second example the insider on January the 6th 2022 wrote an article stating five places where World War III could start in 2022. Five places where World War III could start in, the, in 2022. And of course, the first one is the Ukraine and Russia. The first rumor, Ukraine and Russia. Russia is concerned that the Ukraine acquisition and use of Turkish drones near the border, because Ukraine and Russia are butted up against each other, they are, they are concerned about Turkish drones near the border and the increase in Ukrainian military power. So Ru Russia is nervous. They're, they're, they're looking at Ukraine and, and basically wondering what's going on. So. This is a rumor of a war because this could happen. This could, as Ukraine and Russia go at it, it could be considered World War III. 
uh, the second uh, rumor, Taiwan and China. They could be at war. The third rumor, Iran and the U.S. It states that the U.S. effort to increase military and economic coercion against Iran has failed. However, Iran has stepped up its nuclear efforts while improving the sophistication of its missile forces and increasing its covert activities across the region. That is Iran and the U.S. If Iran and the U.S. butt heads, World War III <laughs> in existence. Jesus said wars and rumors of wars. North Korea. North Korea, they could do anything at any point in time and we could be in a war. It could be World War III. North Korea. Just look it up for yourself. North Korea. And the fifth uh, rumor, as we can say, is the Himalayas. That's China and India. China and India is butted up against each other. And if tensions, they have tensions over territory. So basically, China and India are bickering over territory. Whose territory is it? Is it China's territory or is it India's territory? So don't let there be a war that breaks out. Then we will have World War III. Jesus said you will hear wars and rumors of wars. But the thing is, don't follow after these, these confusions or the commotion that's going about. Don't, don't be fearful. Don't be afraid. Stay in peace. Look unto God that you may live. As long as you are living according to the laws and the statutes and the codifications of Jesus Christ, God, the Father, God Almighty, God strong and mighty, as long as you are living according to his laws, according to his commandments, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be troubled. Just stay at peace. Why? Because the scripture tells us these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. They're coming to pass, but it's not the end. You can see it in existence as we live on today in 2022, but the end is not yet. We're going to go to verse 7. For nations shall rise against nations. We've already talked about that. And kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places in many places in specific places there shall be earthquakes now we've talked about the nation against nation and the kingdom against kingdom let's talk about the famines the pestilence and the earthquakes first of all i want to talk about the world pandemic that we are living in i am talking about coronavirus i am talking about COVID 19. yes the world is in a pandemic. That is your pestilence that Jesus talked about. I did a search on 2 2 of 22. The total cases recorded is a plus 384-984-021. That means those are the, the cases that they have on record. The number of cases they have on record on 2 2 of 22 with a plus sign before it, meaning 
there are mores. Not all cases have been recorded yet in so many words. And the total death at this time was a plus five, seven one five two one two. So these are the cases that they have on record, the deaths that they have on record, but there's a plus before it, meaning there are other deaths out there that had not been recorded yet. I didn't look at the, um, or I didn't write down or record or get for you the amount of people who have survived because we just want to give God the praise, the glory and the honor for the survivors. We thank God that we have many survivors, but, the, but to let us know that we are living in the last days, we want to look at the total amount of cases. Three, eight, four, nine, eight, four, zero, two, one. And this is worldwide. These cases are worldwide. These deaths are worldwide. We are in a worldwide pandemic. Pestilences, as Jesus began to tell his disciples in his day. Jesus died over 2,000 years ago. So today we see his words coming to pass. That's pestilence. Now we want to go to famines. We want to talk about famines. I looked up in Bloomberg an article one on one January the 2nd of 22, 2022. And the title of the article is America's hunger pandemic is getting worse. It's just America. This this article is just talking about America. America's hunger pandemic is getting worse. And why did they say that? They said that because Americans are lined up for hours outside of food banks waiting for their chance to collect groceries. Many of them have experienced food insecurity before COVID-19. However, now, tens of millions of Americans were in line waiting for a food assistance. Tens of millions after the pandemic or are now in the pandemic. America's hunger pandemic is getting worse, as Bloomberg began to tell us. Americans are lined up for hours outside of food banks. Over tens of millions have gathered to get in the lines. Additional, additional amount of people, tens of millions, additional people are in those lines waiting to collect groceries. Jesus said there would be famines in the land and we can see it on today. You can go in the grocery store for yourself and you can see the shelves bare. You can see the freezers bare. Why? There's a food pandemic. There's a food shortage. I don't know about you, but uh, it's almost like we better grow our own vegetables and uh, raise our own farm animals. We are living in a pandemic of food. We're living in a pandemic of a pestilence. This is what Jesus said, but he said, these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. We're going to go to the earthquakes. He said, 
famine, he said pestilence, and he said earthquakes. I looked up earthquakes within the first month span of 2022, one month time frame. We had the earth itself had 17 significant earthquakes. 17 significant earthquakes within a month's time frame in 2022. 17, just say for instance, 31 days is a month's time frame. Out of 17 of those days, there was an earthquake. And we want to look at it like that. 17 significant earthquakes within a month's time frame in 2022. That's just the beginning. Jesus said, oh my God. He said, these things must come to pass. There shall be fearful sights and great signs from heaven in this time. But we must stay with God. We must look unto the Lord that we may live. Not looking to the left, not looking to the right, but looking unto Him. Don't lose focus on God. Don't look around and see what's going on and lose focus on God. Why? Because God is the maker and the creator of the heavens and the earth. God can do all things. He can keep you. Don't lose focus. Don't be fearful in this time because Jesus said these things must come to pass. And let me tell you, if something were to happen to you or family members or whatever the case may be, if you are living for the Lord, it's going to be all right. If you are living according to his commandments, you're going to be all right. You're going to lift up your eyes in heaven. Let me tell you, don't be fearful and don't be afraid as long as you have your eyes on the Lord. And those that are not living for the Lord, I, be, it is, it, I, I beg you, I beg you to Come over to the Lord's side. I beg you to give your life to God. I beg you to start living for the Lord. That if something were to happen to you, then you know that you're going to make your home in heaven. That you know that you're going to be with Jesus. Because the rain fall on the just as well as the unjust. That goes both ways. That goes blessings and that goes cursings. It falls on the just as well as the unjust. So if... If, if you're in God and you die uh, with COVID-19, you're, you're going to make your home in heaven. Paul began to say that it is better to be with Christ than to be upon this earth. But he chose to be upon the earth so he can teach the people. So if you die of COVID-19, you're going to be with Jesus. If you die in an earthquake, you're going to be with Jesus. If you die because of starvation, you're going to be with Jesus. So I, it, it, I, I plead with you to put your hands in God's hands. I plead with you to give your life over to God that whatever the case may be, you know for a surety that you're going to make your home in heaven. You're going to open your eyes and you're going to lift up your eyes in heaven. Verse 8 begin to tell us, all these are the beginning of sorrow. 
So all these things, the pestilence, the wars, the rumors of wars, the famines, the earthquakes, all this is just the beginning of sorrows. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. These are the beginning of sorrows, the beginning of pain, the beginning of calamities, the beginning of hardships. This is just the beginning. The end is not yet. It is the beginning of the end. These are the words of Jesus. Verse 9. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He began to say, you will be afflicted. They're going to kill you. You're going to be hated by all nations. Why? For my name's sake. God's people will be pressured. They will be persecuted. They will be put in bonds. They will be put in prison. They will be cruelly mocked. They will be scourged. And they will not be killed immediately. They will be killed all the day long. In other words, it will be a long, slow death in the last and evil days. They will be made a spectacle to the world, a spectacle to the angels, and a spectacle to men, according to 1 Corinthians 4, 9, and 11. I don't know about you, but I see this going on today. How the church is mocked. My God. How the church is being killed. And this scripture is literally killed, but you can see how the church is being killed spiritually as well. How the church is being made a spectacle unto the world. How the church is being pressured. Or the church, when I say the church, I mean the saints of God. Those who truly live for the Lord. Those who truly love the Lord. Those who are believers of God. How they're being pressured and persecuted. Jesus said, in these days, you'll be put in bonds and you'll be put in prison. You'll be cruelly mocked, cruelly mocked. Not just mocked, but it will be cruel, cruel intentions, cruel deeds. Hallelujah, Jesus. And scourge. And not killed immediately. No, no, they don't want to kill you immediately. They want you to die a slow and painful death. This is what the Bible is telling us. This is not what Ali Katz is saying. This is what the Bible is telling us that will happen in the last and evil days. And the saints will be made a spectacle to the world. My God Almighty, I don't know about you, but I am a witness. I am a witness that we are living in the last and evil days. So what is this saying to us? It's saying that the enemies of the church, the enemies of the saints, they are so cruel, they want nothing less than the blood of the saints. They want nothing less than the death of the saints. Die, die, give yourself over to um, the enemy. Give yourself over to Satan. Basically die, they thirst for it. And they will kill the saints to see it come to pass. I don't know about you, but we are living in the last days. But remember, these things must come to pass. They must come to pass. Jesus was mocked. Jesus was treated cruelly. Jesus was scourged. 
Jesus was spit on. Jesus was slapped. He was hit. Jesus was whipped. He, they whipped him. They, they, the, the whip tore the skin, tore the flesh from his body. If Jesus did it, Jesus said, we are no, great, no greater than our master. Jesus is our master. If he had to go through it, Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. In other words, you got to pick up your, the same cross that I did and follow me. If Jesus went through it, then what about us? We have to go through it. But what did the scripture tell us? We can come down or we can go to Luke 21 and 18. In the last and even days, it states that, but there shall not be a hair of your head that will perish. In other words, uh, you can take it literally or you can take it uh, spiritually. No matter what you go through, Jesus already died upon the cross for our sins. He already went through it. He was tried he was tested in every aspect as we are today but he was without sin he went to the cross for us so if he can do it he let us know that we can do it too. we can bear the cruelty we can bear the pressure we can bear the mocking we can bear the scourging we can bear the spectacle we can bear it why because jesus already did it for us he did it to let us know that we can do it that so that he can give us the strength that we need Christians shall be hated by all nations because why they profess the name of Jesus Christ. But don't worry. Luke 21 and 19 says, in your patience, possess your souls. Basically, don't be afraid. Just wait on God. Look unto God. See what God has to say about the situation for your life. As long as you live in according to the commandments of God. God got you. He got you. So don't worry about it. Even though we are truly living in the last and evil days, you can look around you in the natural. You can see the famines and the pestilence, the wars, the women's wars. You can see all these things. You can see according to the scripture that uh, people are being delivered up for affliction and, and people are being killed and, 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 uh, the nations hate Christianity. Christianity used to be the fastest growing uh, religion there was, but, but now it's not. You know what is the fastest growing religion? It's Islam. Islam is the fastest growing religion in the world today. Christianity is being mocked. Christianity is being, Christians are being killed in the natural, the spirit, in other countries. Because I live in America. Christians are being killed in other countries because they profess to know Jesus, to love Jesus, to live for Jesus. They are being killed. We're living in it, saints. We're living in the end times. We're going to go on to verse 10. And they shall be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. These are the signs of the end times. These are the signs. These things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. When there is a cost to profess the cross of Jesus Christ, men shall be offended. 
when you have to pay a price, when you have to become a spectacle to the world, when you are being treated cruelly, that the scripture told us about it previously, when you're being mocked and scourged, when you're being killed, the Bible says here in verse 10, that cost to profess Jesus Christ shall offend men. Men shall be offended by it. And once they get offended, what's going to happen then? They shall be displeased with their profession and they shall fall away from it. They will grow weary of their religion. They will grow weary of Christianity. In other words, they will leave the faith. They will fall away. They will be displeased. Why? Because they have to go through something. Because of Jesus Christ. That's what he said in the scripture. That's what he said. He said in verse 9, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. They shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of me, or hated of all nations, for my name's sake. Before your, his, to profess that you know, and you love, and you live for Jesus Christ, that's going to be a problem. Many will turn away from the faith, because that is a problem. If you do not genuinely have Jesus Christ in your life, giving yourself over to him, for real, for real, I am telling you, when this time comes, you are going to turn away from the faith. I, I am a witness. When my trial and my tribulation came, and when it, I was so pressured, as the scripture tells us, and I was so oppressed, let me tell you, I turned away from the faith. But I thank God that it was not my last chance. I thank God that I did not die and lift my eyes up in hell. Get into God and get into him for real, for real. Get into him with all that you have on the inside. Because Jesus said these things must come to pass before he come if we are going to be living on this earth in the end times which we are already living it is we are already living in the end, the end of days but the end is not yet but when the pressure begins to grow when you begin to get into into those trials and tribulations that you are pressurized and you're uh uh uh, uh scorned and uh mocked and in and, and um what did the scripture tell us Huh. When you're made a spectacle, when you're scourged, when you're put in prisons, when you're put in bonds, just because you confess Jesus Christ, are you going to hold fast to your faith? Are you going to be one of these that fall away? Verse 10, and they shall, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. There shall be an increase in hatred and an increase in betrayal of each other in these days. Luke 21 and 16 states, you will be betrayed by your parents. You will be betrayed by your brothers. 
you will be betrayed by your kinfolk. That means your cousins, your uncles, your nieces, your nephews, whomever that is in your bloodline. You will be betrayed and your friends will betray you. The Bible tells us that some will cause you to be put to death. That is how bad the betrayal will be. These are signs of the end times. Have you been betrayed by your parents? Have you been betrayed by your brothers and sisters? Have you been betrayed by your kinfolk? Have you been betrayed by your friends? We're living in the end times. But remember, this is just the beginning of sorrow. Verse 8 tells us it's just the beginning of sorrows. It's the beginning of pain. It's the beginning of hardship. But Jesus said, don't worry. Don't you worry about it. Verse 11, and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. He began to tell his disciples in, in a few verses previous, don't be deceived because many are going to come in my name, but they are not me. Don't be deceived. There are going to be many false prophets that go out into the world in the last and evil days. You got to know the spirit by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living inside of you, the Bible tells us to try the spirit by the spirit. If you have the Holy Ghost on the inside, the Holy Ghost is going to tell you if that person is a true prophet or not. And not only that, you look at their fruit. Look at the fruit. If it's an orange tree, it's going to bear oranges. If it's an apple tree, it's going to bear apples. But if you have an orange tree bearing apples, then you know something is not right. You know that's a false prophet. Don't be deceived. Open up your spiritual eyes. Pray and ask the Lord to open your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears in these days to know. Try the spirit by the spirit. Ask the Lord to give you the discernment of spirit that you will not be deceived. Why? Because the Bible says many false prophets shall arise and many shall be deceived. Pray and ask God, as I do, I don't want to be deceived. I want to know the real from the counterfeit. Verse 12, we're almost done. And because iniquity shall abound, because sin and wickedness shall abound, because sin and uh, wickedness shall increase in this time without measure, the Bible says the love of many shall wipe cold. This is Matthew 24, verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wipe cold. Because sin and wickedness shall increase without measure. Brotherly love, brotherly love will decrease. Sin and wickedness will increase. Brotherly love shall decrease. Have you not noticed that? Have you not noticed that love is on the downcline? Have you not noticed it? Think about it. Open your eyes. Think about it. Sit and meditate on that for a minute. Meditate on love. What is love? Look it up in the Bible. What is love? Or look it up in the dictionary. What is love? 
and tell me if you see it in abundance on today. Or tell me, is it, a, is it on the decline? I tell you, we're living in the last and evil days. But let me tell you something else. Not all will fall away from God. Not all will turn away from God. God will always have a remnant that will endure to the end. God always have a people that will not bow down to the devil. That will not bow down to idols. That will not bow down to them. There is always a remnant that will say, if I perish, let me perish. I am going to see the king. There is always a remnant that is going to endure to the end. Regardless of what come their way, they love God. They got the love of God deep down on the inside. They're living the commandments of the Lord. They're looking unto him. They, man may fall, but there is a repentance. We have an advocate with the Father where we can repent and ask God to forgive us. And guess what? God will forgive us. The Bible said that there is a remnant that will endure to the end. Even though iniquity shall abound and the love of many shall wipe cold, God always have a remnant. There's always a remnant that will endure to the end. And I encourage you to find, connect yourself with somebody that's going to endure to the end. Somebody that's strong. Somebody that is a warrior in the spirit for God. Connect yourself to that person. Learn from that person. And you will be, do it for the better. We're going to go to verse 13. We got to get out of here. We got 13 and 14 and it's all said and done. But he that shall endure to the end. There it is. Verse 13. Matthew 24 and 13, we're talking about the end times. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Those that hang in there, those that don't give up, those that look unto the hills from which cometh their help. That's Psalm 121. Those, those people, those saints. They will receive salvation as their reward. In other words, you endure to the end, to the end of days. You get to lift your eyes up in heaven. You get double for your trouble. Praise God. That brings a smile to my face. Endure to the end. Don't give up. Look unto the hills from which come at your help. Not literal hills, but look unto God. That's where your help comes from. Your help comes from God. There is always a remnant, we already talked about that, who will hold fast to their integrity and their zeal. They're going to hold fast to their integrity when many people are, are throwing away their integrity. But there are, there, there's a remnant that's going to hold fast to their integrity. And they're going to hold fast to, to their zeal for the Lord. And I pray that you and I be one of them. Come on, somebody. We're going to go to verse 14 and we're going to be out of here. 
And this gospel of the kingdom, the kingdom of God, these glad tidings of the kingdom of God shall be preached, shall be proclaimed all over the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So Jesus said, <coughs> after the gospel, the glad tidings about the kingdom of God, after the gospel is preached all over the world. And let me tell you, honey, the gospel, because Jesus told us that greater works that we would do, our works will be greater than the works that he did. And in those days, they didn't have uh, technology. They didn't have computers. They didn't have social media and things of that nature. They had to walk from city to city. They had to walk wherever they wanted to go to preach the gospel. But we have, we have technology. We have social media. We have airplanes. We have cars. We have all these things to get the gospel preached. We have all these things to get the gospel out into the world. Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all of the world for a witness unto all nations so the gospel of Jesus Christ can go to and is going to all nations and what did he say after that he said and then shall the end come in other words the gospel has to be preached to everybody every ear has to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Those people, those are tribes that still living as as though they're in ancient of days. <coughs> Excuse me. They have to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some missionary has to go over there in the uh, uh, Amazon in the Amazon jungle and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to these people that are out there in the jungle living as though there is no um, living as though they're living back in uh, ancient of days is what I want to call it. But they have to hear the gospel. The Bible says, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end shall come. It will not be right for um, uh, us in the Western world to hear the gospel and those uh, that live in um, mm, those countries that are, are less um, economic, uh, that don't have what the Western world have in so many words. If, if we can hear the gospel and they don't hear the gospel, it will not be fair to them that Jesus will come and they end up going to hell. No, they have to hear the gospel as well. Jesus said he, is, he will not come. The end shall not come until everybody hears the gospel of the kingdom the glad tidings of the kingdom of god god will not be fair god said that he is not a respecter of persons i cannot be one to hear the gospel and somebody living in the amazon does not hear the gospel god is not that kind of god if i hear the gospel that person living in the amazon has to hear the gospel as well because he will not be a true god he will not be a perfect God. He will not be an almighty God if he do. He would be a respectable person then. But God is not like that. We are all his children. No matter where we live upon this earth. We are all his children. And he wants all his children to hear the good tidings of his kingdom. Then the end shall come. So I behoove you. To get a relationship with the Lord and make it true 
from your heart and if something happens and you mess up which we all do I encourage you to repent immediately and turn away from your sins and ask the Lord for forgiveness and go forth don't waddle in it don't lay down and say oh I've sinned and that's the end for me. It is not the end until the end comes. It is not the end till you close your eyes and you take your last breath. It is not the end. Ask the Lord for forgiveness. Get up and keep it moving. Why? Because Jesus said these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. We have to keep it moving. We have to continue to go forth. We have to continue to do the work of the Lord. We have to continue to live for the Lord. Give him praises. You have to continue to go on. You have to continue to live. Regardless of what is coming up against you. You have to live. And I'm going to say this. And, and it's going to be an end. It's going to be a wrap up. The followers of Jesus have no reason to be alarmed about the tribulation. This is just the beginning of the end. Just remain faithful. For those who endure to the end shall have eternal life. I'm going to say amen. I'm going to say Selah first of all. And then I'm going to say amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Ad Sister Allie Cat's Tea. Like, make a comment, share. And I will talk to you soon.